Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Six verses five through six says this. Joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, and he keeps every promise forever. The Passion Translation says, those who hope in the Lord will be happy and pleased. It says that you keep all your promises and you're the creator of heaven's glory. The Bible literally says, joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper. Joyful are those who trust the Lord. And that word joyful means happy. It means to be blessed. To make progress. To advance. When you are in a place of joy with the Lord, you're growing in relationship with the Lord. Okay? We talk about it often. But there's one key element in trusting God. And that's the fruit that your life produces. And this is what I want to get into. I've been wanting to dive into this for weeks. We haven't been able to because we've been going a little crazy and deeper in worship. But I felt led to release this. And I, wanted, I, like, I just want to teach you just a moment on producing fruit in your life, what it looks like, and why we need to be doing it. See, a lot of times when talking with someone, you can tell whether or not they've been with Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Like you can talk or be around somebody and you're like, dude, they don't just know scripture. They've been with Jesus. Like they've been in the secret place with him. Fruit (laughs) is one thing that gets produced in such an amazing way when we find ourselves trusting the Lord and being close to him. This is going to be our main passage right here. It's Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Follow me on this. Blessed are those who trust, there's that word again, in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. How many know it's very important to trust the Lord? Sometimes one of the hardest things is trusting God in moments where it doesn't look like the way we think it should look. Right? Who else has been there and done that? And gone into debt buying so many (laughs) t-shirts. We've been in a place... Where in our lives, sometimes the hardest thing, because it doesn't look the way we think it should look, sometimes we fall out of trust with the Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees that are planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees, so this is you, this is those trees that are putting their trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope. Such trees are not bothered by the heat are worried by long months of drought. Otherwise, in other words, we could say seasons of life will not deter you or knock you off the plan of God when you're trusting in Him. The seasons of life will not cause you for your fruit to die or for your roots to shrivel up. It says such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Their leaves stay green, they're rich, they're growing, they're lush, and they never stop producing fruit. See, one of the biggest lies that we can fall into is when the enemy says that God doesn't want to use you. 
God doesn't want to use you. He hasn't called you. You've done this or you've done that. or You messed up yesterday. God doesn't want to use you here. Like one, the biggest lie that we can get into is agreeing with the enemy that God is not calling us into a relationship to produce fruit because of maybe our own behaviors or our own choices. See, as sons and daughters of God, we have to understand that Jesus is quick to forgive us of all unrighteousness. He's quick to forgive and cleanse us. This is the mercy of Jesus. And in that, we are called to bear much fruit. Psalms 40, the joys of those who trust in the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders, and your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal, and if I tried to recite all your wondrous deeds, I would never come to the end of them. One of the most beautiful things that we can do in trusting the Lord is not forgetting what he's done in our life. See, we need to be in a place where we're producing such fruit in the kingdom that in seasons where we do feel some heat, we do feel some worry, some fear, some lack, we can go into yester seasons, pull that fruit and begin to eat of it. Why? Because we never stop producing fruit. And if you stopped producing fruit in your life, start checking your heart in areas where maybe you're not trusting God enough. Can I get an amen? amen? Tell Karen often, probably one of the hardest people to live with, but I love trials. I love trials. I love opposition. Often I'll put, I love putting a mirror to our hearts and saying, hey, let's check our heart. Me and Karen, we have this, anytime one of us is in a, in a, in a mood, we're like, you didn't spend time with Jesus this morning, did you? <laughs> we call each other out, we're like, my bad. My bad. See, because there's a fruit, there's a fruit as a husband that I have that my wife needs to be able to eat on every day of her life and vice versa. One of my favorite things beyond sitting on the couch drinking a Sprite Zero with my wife and watching TV and just relaxing is I love laying my head in her lap as she prays in tongues over me. Just praising the spirit. I, I literally feel like it's a manifestation of like a waterfall. That's the only way I can like describe it. But the fruit of her relationship with Jesus in those moments is this waterfall that refreshes me. In these moments of hardships, trials, or this heaviness that I feel, I run to her. And in this waterfall of relationship, I'm able to lay my head in her lap and she just prays in the Spirit. She doesn't say any words English-wise. She just prays in the Spirit over me. And I can literally begin to pick the fruit of her relationship with Jesus in that moment, and I can begin to eat on it, and my soul and my spirit all feels refreshed. <laughs> Blessed is the man that makes the Lord. His trust and, and, and his refuge, and that word make means to appoint. And a lot of times, in order for us to make the Lord, Lord of our life, or, or make him our strong tower, make him our refuge, guys, we have to appoint him in that position. Because God is, he's in a place, guys, where he's knocking at the door, right? This is what we always hear. He's knocking at the door, not kicking the door down, though he could. He's not kicking the door down. He's knocking on this. So we want to be able to appoint the Lord as Lord over everything. I love that song that we were singing. Every other God, every other God is an idol. Cannot see, cannot speak. Because the God of Israel alone is God over all. Amen. Hmm. Jesus, you're good. All right. John 15. I'm almost done. Trust me. Is Nicole watching? She always says I'm a liar when I say that. She's like, you said you were almost done 40 minutes ago. My bad. 
John 15. I'm the true grapevine, and my father's a gardener. He cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. Straight up. Straight up. God's like, not producing fruit? You ever feel that cutting away in your life? Don't blame it on something else happening. Blame it on the fact that that's probably not producing fruit. Right? So think about it like that. God, this great gardener. Pastor Marissa, David's wife, often says, we don't want bigger buildings. or you know, We want bigger gardens. And this is the truth of it all. We want bigger gardens. We want bigger relationship. We want bigger intimacy with God. My father is the gardener, and he cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. So we just need to be in a place where we're like, just cut me. Amen. Just cut me all up, God. Just take your glory machete and go to town. <laughs> right? Go crazy, God. He prunes off the branches that don't bear fruit, so they will produce even more. But check this out. Jesus says, oh, but you've already been pruned and purified by the words or by the message that I've given you. So one word from the Lord can cut it all away. The truth of the gospel and the truth of who Jesus is can right in a moment prune us completely. One word from the Lord can prune us and chop us completely, purifies us by the truth of who Jesus is and what he says. He says, yeah, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. I had the absolute honor to celebrate the life of a childhood friend Friday at his funeral. And uh, every conversation I ever had with this guy, we just talked about Jesus. It was really cool. So at the funeral, I mainly talked about Jesus. And afterwards, family of his that I didn't even know. Now, I wasn't very personal with this guy, but we were childhood friends, and we text every now and again. And his family was like, man, it would be an honor for you too because... And family members who I'd never met before were like, man, you had such an impact on his life. He talked about you all the time. So he even wanted me to go to church because you were going to church. He, he, he told me, he said, you need to start going to church. You need to go to this church. And I heard these different testimonies from different family members of, he thought so highly of you, Johnny. And I was like, I didn't even know any of them. And I didn't think about like, mm, yeah, he knows me. Yeah. All I thought about the entire time is I was producing fruit from an individual that I really didn't talk to for him and his family to eat on. That's not on me. But that is my yes to trusting God to where there's a production of fruit. There's fruit that you're producing in your life right now, beloved, that you may not even know of the people that are plucking and eating from it. But if you're not producing it, how are they able to ever get what they need? I had this vision. And I'm not like an illustrated guy, but I almost brought an illustration for you. And in this vision, I was ministering this message, and I was holding a banana, and then I was holding a bowl with a mashed up banana. And it was, the, the illustration was, regardless of what the fruit looks like, it's still fruit, and it'll bring nutrients and sustenance to that person that eats it. That fruit may not look the same. You may like your bananas yellow. I like them brown, baby. I like brown, brown. That's how I like mine. You ask my wife. What did you say? Like right about the time you can make them banana bread or something? Like I like them brown. Yeah, like rotten. Man, give me that banana. I like it mushy and baby food-like. Anyway, I, I want a banana. All right. 
So I almost brought this illustration of this, this ripe, awesome banana, perfectly looking, one that was mashed up and destroyed. Either way it goes. Beloved, you're called to produce a fruit for the world around you to eat of. Your workplace. Miss Sandy has some awesome testimonies of stuff happening at her workplace. Praying for women and all these different stuff happening with the nurses and the doctors. And I love it because just through her relationship with the Lord, people are eating of the fruit all around her. Amen. Pastor David has an awesome testimony. He's a teacher at a school. Their students are praying for one another now. Teachers are wanting prayer. God's, be, God's moving in the, in the public school system. Why? Because people are eating of the fruit of his yes. And all around you guys, there's testimonies time and time again that you can look back and see that people are eating of the fruit of my life. Why? Because of my trust and my yes in Jesus. Amen. Because the Bible says, the Bible says, that he cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes branches so they can bear more fruit. And Jesus says, remain in me and I in you. You will produce much fruit. He goes on to say, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now watch this. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Glory. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Side note. A lot of times in church culture, we try to do things without him. And it doesn't produce the type of fruit that we like. We've said it before. Artificial fruit is beautiful and shiny and perfect, perfect edges. Everything's great. There's no flies buzzing around it. Artificial fruit looks beautiful. But if you eat it, you'll die or get sick or poisoned or something because it's probably made out of plastic. <laughs> There's no deep revelation there. It's just the fact that sometimes your authentic fruit, though it doesn't look beautiful and shiny, people will still be able to eat on it because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. I don't want artificial fruit. I don't want fruit that looks good on a Sunday morning because everybody's dressed up looking beautiful and the seats are packed. I don't want an artificial fruit that looks like that. Now, I'm not saying that's always artificial fruit, but what I am saying is that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So in our lives or in the church culture, we have to get back to that place that in everything we do, it's done through Jesus. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. My God. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Jesus says, you may ask for anything you want, it'll be granted. He goes on to say, when you produce much fruit, when, not if, much like fasting, when, not if, when you produce much fruit, because in the way that this looks, like there's a production of something when we are remaining in Jesus. So what he's telling us is this, look, when you remain in me, there will be fruit to come from it. And when that fruit comes, you're my true disciples. Yes. A buddy of mine told me, the last thing that grows on a tree is the fruit. You don't see fruit right out of the tree just growing on the bark before there's leaves. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. There is a marking moment in your life when you are producing the fruit of heaven. When you're producing the fruit of the Spirit. When you're producing a true, authentic intimacy, a peace, a joy that cannot be shaken. You want to know how there's, free, there's fruit of peace and joy in your life? When you get that unexpected bill or something happens and you don't freak out. When you see that true peace and joy in your life is when something happens and you don't freak out. You're like, oh, I trust God. Right? Whether it's a lot or it's a little, 
I'm content because I know Jesus. See, fruit in the way that you carry yourself with the Lord and in the depth of your relationship, more and more fruit will be produced. You know, some of the sweetest tomatoes that are used for pizza in Italy are grown on the side of a volcano. Yeah, I know, right? Listen to that. Some of the sweetest, so, so Italy, Naples, the, 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 the place where pizza is, you know, it's like, it's a disgrace to put pepperonis and, and, and use ranch. Some of the sweetest tomatoes are, are, are grown on a place where lava and hard rock and heat, not the prettiest of places, but some of the sweetest tomatoes are made there. See, where the enemy would want to point you out or, or, or bash you or, or attack you in your life and, and things that you've done in your past or maybe bring up, like where the enemy would want to attack you in these places, God's saying, that's where I want to build a lush garden. In that place of shame, condemnation, guilt, that's where I want to build a lush garden. I can't tell you how many times we minister to people at HEB, Walmart, and I'm able to minister to them and say, hey, I, I remember feeling shame and condemnation in this way. I remember feeling not wanted or appreciated. or, or I remember feeling not, not feeling accepted. But then I met Jesus. And from this garden that God has produced in my life, these individuals are able to eat from it. You see, you don't have to be a heroin addict to minister to a heroin addict and see them delivered and set free. Jesus was never a leper, yet... He brought healing to lepers. Jesus was never lame or crippled, yet he brought healing to lame and crippled. Why? Because there was fruit that he had. There was fruit that he produced that the lame and the crippled could eat of and see breakthrough in their life. You don't need to be in a situation of being an alcoholic to bring breakthrough to people who are battling alcoholism. Oftentimes in the church we pray, God, heal the alcoholics, heal the drug addicts. How about our prayer be, God, let me bump into one at Walmart and bring about deliverance and breakthrough in them. God, let me run into somebody who's battling alcoholism or a porn addiction and let me be able to minister to them and them eat of the fruit of what you've done in my life. <laughs> in Matthew 11, verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Watch this. This is where we're going to wrap it all up. Love you guys. Those that are watching online, those that are here with me, here it is. This is how we're going to wrap this beautiful thing up. <laughs> Come on, everybody say, I'm called to bear fruit. Say, Jesus wants me to produce fruit. Yeah, come on. I'm called to produce fruit. Matthew 11. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That word force is the exact same word in the Greek for the word fruit when Jesus said, when you produce much fruit, you'll be my disciples. That word is the exact same word. It's the word karpos. It's derived from pluck. And that word is harpozo, which means to seize or to pluck. It's the exact same word. When he says the violent take it by force, it's derived from the same word. And what he's saying, 
when you produce much fruit, when you produce something that can actually physically be seized or plucked. So when Jesus talks about us producing fruit, I'm here to say this. It's a true, tangible manifestation fruit that you, that you produce. It's not just this imaginary fruit that you're like, I'm producing this fruit. No, that's not what it is. Like there is a tangible fruit that you are producing in your life as disciples and sons and daughters of God and your intimacy and trust and closeness with the Father, allowing Him to prune and cut away. There's a tangible fruit that you can have that people can pluck and take by force. I thought that was absolutely amazing. The same word, to pluck, to seize. That's why I believe that it's very important to see the fruits of repentance in our life. Because those are the types of fruit that sometimes we're the only ones that are going to be able to see. Early on in my walk with the Lord, I had to repent for a mindset of poverty. A mindset of lack. I had to repent from that. So that now in my life, regardless of what happens financially, I can pluck on fruit of breakthrough that God did and those moments of mindset of lack and poverty. But in repenting, I can actually see, because if Karen brings something to my attention, in any, let's say there was a, a breakthrough of worry and fear over, I don't know, sickness or something. But when Karen brings something to my attention, I know if there's fruits of repentance, because in my heart I'll know whether I'm being shaken or not. Because out here, I can be like, oh yeah, that's great. But inside I'm like, oh God, what's happening? You know what I mean? Like what if we produce such a fruit that our outside matched the internal? To where we didn't have to put on a mask. We didn't have to fake it till we made it. What if we produce such a fruit in our heart, a fruit of repentance, that when we were by ourselves, when we repented over pornography or whatever it may have been, when we're by ourselves, no one around, we're able to eat of that fruit of repentance. And we don't fall back into that lifestyle. There's fruit that you have that people are wanting to pluck and eat from. Everybody stand with me. Jesus. I hope this equipped you, stirred you. Oh, Jesus. Each and every one of you are, are not just called, but you are going to produce much fruit for the kingdom. I believe it. I believe that you're going to produce such a fruit that people are going to be able to pluck. They're going to just be able to walk to you and be like, wow, man, I'm, just, I'm already feeling joy. I'm already feeling depression break away. I'm already feeling anxiety fall away. Right? Man, I just felt led to open up to you about a, a secret something that's happening in my life right now. Can you pray for me? There's fruit that you have. Come on, just vision that right now. Vision yourself as just this tree with huge branches and all around you. Apples, oranges, pears, whatever, I don't know. People are able to pluck and pick this fruit from your life. As sons and daughters of God who are trusting, you will be trees that will not be shaken by the seasons and storms of earthly realm. Heats, droughts, winters, you're going to produce fruit all day of your life. Jesus' name. Come on, hold your hands out. Let's get ready to receive. Father, we received the revelation of what you poured out this morning, that we are called to produce much fruit. And Jesus, right now, we just receive the fruit of the heavens. Any area where we've been lacking fruit, we ask God that you would cut it, prune us, trim it, whatever you got to do. Lord, we receive an understanding 
that there is a joy that comes in trusting you. And God, we also receive that, that the earth's seasons, trials, circumstances, tribulations, whatever it may be, God, it's not going to cause us to, to, to be barren. Yeah, come on, we speak against a barren church. The church is advancing. The church is being birthed. The church is not cowering back. The church is not losing ground. The church is advancing. And I believe prophetically what's happening in Afghanistan where they're wanting to kill off the churches is just a, a, a monument of the advancement of the church. It's a sign of the great advancement in the church. So Father, we receive new soil, a refreshing, any hard soil in the depth of our heart, God. We receive right now a pruning and a breaking God, break us and do whatever is necessary to create the lush gardens of heaven in our life so the world around us can eat of the fruit. And Father, we repent of any areas where we've been trying to do this without you. Because apart from you, we can do nothing. So we repent if we've been trying to do ministry, life, marriage, relationships without you. Job without you. We repent of that. And lastly, we receive the fruit of the heavens. We receive the fruit of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We receive the fruit of righteousness by our faith in Jesus. We receive the fruit of oily ease in your presence. We receive the fruit of, of a simple gospel. It's not difficult for our children to jump into our laps, and it's not difficult for us to be in your presence, God. So we just eat of the fruit of the ease of relationship with you. And lastly... God, we just receive here now, right now. We receive that revelation that you are wanting to change the world around us using us. We'll take it by force. And we'll allow those around us to eat of the fruit of our daily intimacy with you. Our daily intimacy and relationship with you in Jesus' name. Guys, I love y'all so much. Um, Thank you, as always, for making Sunday morning so very easy and just loving on Jesus and letting us to equip and sow into your life. As we said tonight, there's prayer at the pavilion at 7 p.m., uh, prayer Monday at 11 a.m. If you're, Guys, if you're able to come on a Monday, come. These prayer meetings are absolutely...